Fences made to keep certain things in and other things out. To keep the wild animals wild and the tame animals tame. But which are we? Hello and welcome to the Feral Christian Podcast, where the modern church, biblical accuracy, the Holy Spirit, and human personalities collide, and we try to make some sense of it. This is Eric Jackson, and our topic today is simple Christianity. Where does simplicity fit with being a feral undomesticated believer. So I think the first thing we have to look at, and and really the, the biggest error that a lot of us make when we contemplate the idea of simplicity in our walk with God, is that we think that simple and easy mean the same thing. So the opposite of simple is hard. And so many of us believe that we are striving for simplicity in our life when in reality we're striving for what's easy in our life. And so those of you who have been walking with God for any amount of time would probably say that to strive for things that are easy in your walk with God is not going to go very well. You're probably going to be very frustrated And many of us who do this do become very frustrated, and that's where we let it go and we just allow life to be what it is um, because we feel like we have pursued simplicity and it doesn't work. When in reality, we have not pursued simplicity. We've pursued ease, um, comfort, and things like that. So the, the actual opposite of simplicity is not going to be something that's hard. It's going to be something that's complicated. So simplicity has nothing to do with how hard or easy something is. It has to do with how many moving parts there are, how many different components there are that need to all uh, be in line and figured out. So Anything that has a lot of moving parts, a lot of components to it that can, you know, any one of them get off and and things are going to go bad. And now you've got to spend a lot of time trying to figure out even which component you're having an issue with. That's going to be something that would be considered complicated. Now, Something that's simple means that there's not a lot of moving parts. There's, there's only a few components. Um, they still all need to be working together, but there are less that you have to worry about. And really, simplicity has to do with how easy it is to understand and to know what's going on within your life, a system, a machine, whatever it is, the more simple it is the better chance you have of actually knowing what's going on, why something is happening the way it is happening. And where I want to make sure I clarify this is most of the time, the more simple something is, the harder it is. Because there's no hiding. There's no getting around what you have to do. And, And the best example 
I can give is that being a good husband is simple. There's not a ton of steps to it. Now, there's a lot of things you do, but you can break it down into basically you put the good of your spouse over what you want. And and you do this over and over and over again, day in and day out. And, and that's what leading is. That's what being a good husband is, is you look at what is good for my wife. Not necessarily what, what she wants in the moment, but I need to take the time to understand what is good for her and choose to do that over meet my own desires. And if I do that, um, I'm probably going to have a very successful marriage. So it's very simple. Not a lot of steps. I mean, again, there's going to be a lot of different things you do, but you can break it down into a pretty simple idea. But it is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It is incredibly difficult. So just because something doesn't have a lot of steps or, or just because you can break something down into a few easy components does not mean that it's going to be easy. In fact, it means the opposite. It's probably going to be very difficult. And so if you're trying to be a feral Christian, simplicity is going to be key. But you need to understand going in that it is not going to lead to things being easy. It's going to lead to things being, I guess, easy to understand, difficult to do. And so this is a very biblical concept. I'm going to bring you to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and these are verses 12 and 13. This is the Apostle Paul, and he says, For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we have behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so towards you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you will fully understand. So what Paul is saying is, here's what I'm proud of. Here's what I'm confident in, is that everything I've done with you, and this is the same chapter where, you know, he says, look, I didn't come to you with human wisdom. I didn't come to you. with. I just came to you with Jesus and him crucified. And he's going on to further say, here's why I'm confident. Here's what I boast about. Here's what I'm proud of, is that everything we've done with you, we've done with simplicity. We haven't been complicated. And everything we've done, we've done it so that you can understand it. Because what I want is for you guys to understand. It's going to be difficult. This is not an easy thing I'm leading you into, but I'm going to do things in simplicity so that you can understand. Because when things are simple, it makes it so that you can act on your instincts because you understand. You're not trying to process through seven layers of different systems and rule sets. You can actually go off of your instincts. As, as a feral Christian, the spirit inside of you, you know, if you're going to be feral, you need to be able to act on your instincts. As a Christian, that's the Holy Spirit inside of you, the senses that you are able to get. The simpler that you are able to make your walk with God, the more you are able to act on your instincts. So that we see this a lot in the NFL. 
Um, there's different kinds of defenses. There's some that are, are pretty simple, and there's some that are very complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things where, hey, if this happens, you do this, which means, hey, someone else has to do this. And there's a lot of layers of processing that has to go on. And what they always say is the first couple years, if you implement a very complicated system, the defense doesn't do very good because they're slow. They can't act on their instincts because they are busy trying to think about what they need to do and why they need to do it. And the defenses that keep it pretty simple, those defenses you can implement and usually they can pick it up right away because it allows them to just act, to just go because they're not having to go through these layers of processes. And this is what we see with Paul is he's saying, look, I want to give you things that you can understand. It's difficult. I'm asking you to be transformed supernaturally. You can't do this on your own, but this needs to stay simple because you guys need to understand what is happening because otherwise you're going to get lost in the chaos and in the complexity of everything. And what ends up happening as Christians is we get to a point where we're doing things and we don't even remember why we're doing them anymore. We've lost the plot is how I say it. And it's happened to me several times in my walk with God and in my ministry. And it will probably happen to me again because this is a real problem for most of us that live in America is this fight with complexity. And so if you ever get to the point where you've lost the plot, chances are you've allowed things to become complicated. And so you are no longer acting on instincts. You're no longer acting on things you understand. You're trying to process through layers of systems and rules and concepts. And by the time you get through it all and feel somewhat confident about what you're supposed to do, everything has passed you by. So if we're going to be feral Christians, we absolutely have to choose simplicity. Because simplicity doesn't mean you do the same thing over and over and over again. What simplicity means is that you can break something down into its core concepts so that as you do different things, you understand why. And so the why for all these different things comes back to the same. So Jesus did this with the commandments. So there was 10 commandments. Obviously, I don't think I'm surprising anybody with that. And so you can look at the Pharisees and what they did was they complicated the 10. They turned the 10 into hundreds. And so, again, if you were going to follow the teaching of the Pharisees, you were slow and you did a lot of things, but most of the time you didn't really know why you were doing them. You just knew, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. But things were so complicated, there were so many layers that you, most of the time, couldn't really connect why you're doing what you're doing. And that's where a lot of us find ourselves as Christians, is we're trying to do a lot of things. We're, we're trying to be involved in a lot of things. We're, we're trying to change our life and do this and that. But most of us, on the spot, if we were asked, why are you doing all the things that you're doing, there's probably going to be a good chunk of our actions that we are going to have to sit and think for a little while to know where that actually connects with growing in our walk with God. 
So the Pharisees took 10 and turned them into hundreds. Jesus did the opposite. He took 10 and turned them into two. Love God, love people. And so what he did is he was able to simplify the 10 into two. Now, does that mean that you're not going to do the 10 commandments that now all of the rest of those 10 you don't have to do? No, but now you can connect those to the two. So, you know, if, if I'm going to honor my father and mother, I can connect that with just one of two. Hey, this is part of loving people. That's, that's part of my call. This is what it's all about. Love God, love people. So even though I'm going to go out and do different things, it all comes back down to two simple commandments that I can understand. So I'm not going to lose the plot. I'm not going to be wandering around doing things and not knowing why. I'm going to be able to connect everything I do to some basic things. Now I can live life on instincts. And again, we always read the Bible. You need to know truth. You can't simply say this feels right. The Holy Spirit in you, which is your instinct, it is your guiding force, will always connect to what the Bible says. It's not going to contradict the Bible. So that's where you need to read the Bible to make sure you your instincts are on. But if you're doing that and you've allowed your walk with God to stay simple, to not become complicated... What you can now do is act and not be so slow because you're processing through different layers of systems and complexities and all that. You can walk into a situation and if you feel the pull to do something, you can say, hey, does this connect with loving God or loving people? And if it does, I'm going to do it because, hey, it's part of my walk with God. It's simple. I understand it. Now, it's hard. That is what you have to understand. Simplicity is hard because there's nowhere to hide. If you get called to do something that you don't want to do, if your walk with God is simple and you're saying, hey, this, I don't know if I want to do this, but it connects with, hey, love God, love people, there's nowhere to hide. You know that you're supposed to do it. Now, if things are complicated, let's go back to the Pharisees. If things are complicated... Um, you can come up with all sorts of excuses. Well, you know, I already took this many steps today, and it's it's a Sabbath today, so really I can I can weasel my way out of this, and I can just hide in the complexities of my walk with God, and I can hem and haw, and and hopefully by the time I actually come to some sort of decision, someone else will have already done it. And, and we need to be honest and say a lot of us do this. We, we love the complexities um, because it gives us a place to hide. And with simplicity, there is nowhere to hide. You know what you're supposed to do. And you have to deal with, hey, I've got to do this whether I want to or not. And that's why in many cases... A simple walk with God is going to lead to much harder things because you can't hide. It's also going to lead to much bigger adventures. It's going to lead to a much more exciting walk with God because now you can act. Does the, does the spirit inside me lead me to do this? Does it connect with the, the simple Christianity that I am walking out? And that is how you can be feral. Because a domesticated believer 
is going to go through all the different processes. It's going to be very slow. Man, well, is there a way I can get out of this? Is there a way that maybe this is someone else's job to do and not mine? And that's where complexity really hurts us as believers. So simplicity, it's the act of taking something and breaking it down as small as it can accurately be broken down. So if you think of fractions, you know, if you have, uh, let me see, I wasn't prepared for math. So if you have 20 over, or five over 20, that is not simple. It's, it's accurate, it's not wrong, but you have to break that down into one over four, and now you have it in simplest form, and it's going to make it easy to understand. And so we also have to be careful to not oversimplify, um, because that is a problem as well, and that's actually a problem that I have dealt with, is trying to oversimplify. Um, because there, you do get down to a point where you can't simplify it any more than it already is. It's there, and you've got to accept it where, where it is. And if you oversimplify, now you are losing the accuracy of the Bible because you are having to omit parts of it. So if, you, if your walk with God is going to be simple, it has to get down to the point where you have not added anything to it but you have not taken anything away from it either. Um, And so that is the walk, and that's where I look at Jesus. Look, love God, love people. Paul, Jesus Christ, and him crucified. These are the ways that it has already been simplified for us. And so this topic is not a call for you to try to figure out how to, how simple the gospel can be, because I believe it has already been done for us between Jesus and Paul is, hey, our call is to love God, love people. It it all breaks down to that. And if we're going to preach the gospel, it is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Um, And that's where it breaks down. So we do not need to simplify it past that. But the challenge is going to be, can we keep it there? And can we live it out to where, yes, we're going to do lots of different things. Life is going to be exciting. It's going to be crazy. Each day, you have no idea what you're called to do. But everything you do, you should be able to point to one of those things. And if you can't do that, if it's become more complicated than that, then it is time to take a step back and figure out how you can simplify your walk with God. And the biggest question I would ask you is, how slow are you to act? Because that's going to tell you how complicated you've allowed things to get. Because if you have a simple walk with God, you can act very quickly. If you have a complicated walk with God, you are going to act very slowly. And so we need to look at this, because if as Christians, if we're going to do what we're called to do, we have to be able to act. And that requires simplicity. So let's move on to some questions today. Um, And I would encourage you to join me on social media. Um, I'll be asking for questions for future topics. I also would love to hear your ideas for what topics you would want me to cover in general. 
And so um, all of my social media, I'm, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. They're available on our website, which is theferalchristian.com. Um, and, or you can just email me. That's theferalchristian at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. Um, this, this part of the podcast is really about just answering your questions and trying to interact and have a conversation. Also, uh, if you think there's value in what I'm saying, would you share this on social media and get the word out? We would love to expand this conversation and connect even more Christians who want to possess all the land that God is calling them to possess. So first question is, why do we resist simplicity so much? Why do we resist this? Why is this such a battle? For us, and uh, probably a lot of reasons. I would say for myself personally, my biggest struggle with this is there's a lie that I believe, that I think a lot of us believe, um, that basically says the more you add, the better things are. That there is this basic line graph that says every new thing that you add in, everything gets progressively better. And I understand why we believe this, and I even understand why I struggle with this, but we have to accept that this is not true. You do not better your life by adding things to it. Most of you, if you were honest and looked at your life, the past 100 things that you've added to your life, in the long run, even after a month, they probably did not add really anything of value to your life. But we just keep adding and we keep adding in the hopes that that is how you improve things, is you add to it. And so if we are, if we're ever going to see the beauty in simplicity, we have to come against that lie because the Bible goes against that completely. The Bible is always talking about, are you willing to remove what you need to remove so what you already have has space. And, and this is something that in the past five years I've started to understand is the beauty and the majesty really is the best word I can come up with of open space. Um, I don't know when the last time was that you were able to go to a, a large body of water or, or a large field, and just soak up how amazing open space is. There's a beauty to it. And so every time you add something in, you're taking away from the beauty and the majesty of the open space. And so everything you put in, you need to gauge, is this bringing more than the open space would allow. Because the reason that open space is so beautiful is because it allows whatever's there to shine. It allows whatever is in that space to be the center of attention, to be fully enjoyed and appreciated. And every new thing that you put in there takes away from your ability to enjoy and appreciate what was already there. And so we have to get past this lie of the more the better, and we have to start understanding that it's basically, it's like a pie. And the more people that are there, the smaller a piece of that pie is, the less that everybody gets to enjoy 
what it is. And so it doesn't get better by just adding. You are now having to divide up more and more of your time and your attention to everything. And so I think that that's one of the biggest reasons we struggle with this is because of that lie. And I would love it if there was a movement uh, with all of us to just go and start to relearn the beauty of open space. This happened one time when, when Leslie and I were um, newly married, I, I had an office and, and I wanted to decorate it and I, I, I just didn't like it. And so I kept adding more things and I just, I could not get this office to where I liked it. I would, I would walk in and I just felt, I don't want to be here. This isn't me. And finally, Leslie said, would you just let me do it for you? You leave and let me decorate this office for you. Cause she knew me and she knew what I liked. And so when I came back, she had taken out about 80% of the stuff I had in the office. And she knew what 20% of it really meant something to me. And I walked in and I was immediately like, I love it here. Because everything that's here has a purpose. And I can see it and I can appreciate it. And that's when I started to understand, oh, Adding more things doesn't make it better. You've got to pick and choose what is worth my time and what is worth my attention. So that's probably a big reason. There's others, but that's, I would say, one of the big reasons why we resist simplicity the way that we do. Uh, The second question, uh, what are some things we love to hide inside of complications? So we talked about how complications hide things. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that we like it is, is it gives us a place to hide. So the question is, what, what, what are some things that we like to hide in there? And I would say the biggest thing that we hide inside of complications um, that makes simplicity so scary is our intentions. Um, c- complexity gives us a place to hide our intentions. Um, to hide what we're really thinking, and it allows us to play the perfect Christian card. Because if we have, if we have a day where we're just being selfish, um, where we're just being lazy, uh, where we're being anxious um, or fearful, um, where we're acting out of something other than the spirit that God's given us. So whether it's we're acting out of selfishness, which the Bible says don't ever do that, or we're acting out of fear, which the Bible says don't ever do that. We're acting out of anxiety. The Bible says don't ever act out of that. We're acting out of anger. The Bible says don't ever do that. When your walk with God is simple, there's no place to hide it. It's out and open. Hey, I I was selfish yesterday and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Or I was angry yesterday, and I spoke in a way I should have spoke should not have spoken. Um, I was fearful yesterday, so I did not do what I should have done. There's no place to hide those things. You just have to accept it, own it, grow from it. Um, but in complexity, you can hide that, and it's well, you know, I I should have done it yesterday, but because of this and because of that, and and because of this other thing. You know, I, I just really didn't have a choice and, and maybe I should have, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we start to have a place to pack that away. And it's not just about our egos. Um, it's dangerous because we're not forced to grow when we have a place to hide um, because we don't have to look at it. We don't have to see it. 
And when you have a simple walk with God, you got to look at that stuff. You got to see it. Man, I was selfish yesterday. It's right in my face. I don't want to do that anymore. I got to grow. I got to seek out God. And so usually complexity, the huge benefit is we have a place to hide our intentions. And I'm not even talking about from other people, just from ourselves. It gives us a place to not have to really see the areas that we need to grow. So those are some of the things that I think we like to hide inside of complexity. Um, And the last question is, what areas of my life should I focus on simplicity? So if I know my life is complicated, um, it has complexities, where should I start? Where should be my focus on trying to really simplify, uh, specifically, my walk with God? And what I would say is always start in a place where you have the most control Um, because you are probably not going to be able to simplify areas that you don't have full control of. Um, So if you're in a church that's complicated or you're part of some sort of a team at your church that's complicated, um, and even if you're co-leading, I would say that's going to be difficult. That's going to take time. Um, And so start in an area that you have full control of. So um, whether it's your your morning prayer and devotional, be like, I'm going to simplify the way I think of this. I'm going to break it down to the core of, hey, I want to every day learn something new about what God has said and connect with God in some way. And that's how I'm going to view it. And every morning is going to be different. I'm going to read out of different books. One morning I might read a chapter. The next morning I might only read a verse. It's going to look different, but I can connect what I do to two main things and start in an area that's all yours, that you don't need to try to convince somebody else and then let that bleed into other areas of your life. Because you're going to find this is incredibly difficult, especially if there's more people involved. Start with something that you can own yourself and say, hey, I can be simple in this area of my life. And then let that grow and let that bleed. Because that's what simplicity does. Once you get it in one area of your life, it'll start to bleed into other areas. But it's going to be natural and you're going to see the benefit, and you're going to be have practice in doing it. So that's what I would say. Do it with something like your Bible reading, your prayer time, something that's just you and God, that, again, there's no complications. You can't blame the failure on anybody else. There's no place to hide. This is you and God, and you're going to keep this simple and see where it goes from there. It might bleed into more areas of your life than you think. So that's everything for today. Simplicity. It is crucial if you are going to be a feral Christian because it allows you to act on your instincts. But it's going to be tough because simplicity is actually very difficult. It's not easy at all. And you're going to have to deal with tough things in your life because there's going to be nowhere to hide them. But we need to make the choice to live simple lives in our walk with God. So remember, test some fences in your life and do everything you can to possess the land God is calling you to possess. Until next time. What if I told you that on the other side of these fences, there is land where the Pauls and the Timothys used to walk? 
that just beyond these fences of church pews, traditions, and rules, there are forests that we once owned, that right past the that's just how it's done's and just do what you're told's lay a place where we can regain what we've lost, our strength, our senses, our power, the ability to live the way we were always meant to live. What if they're all still there, waiting for us, just beyond the fence?